Good morning. This is the Tanya for the 23rd of Tebet. Two brothers grow up in the same house. One is the perfect child, well-behaved, intelligent, kind, polite. The second son struggles with everything. Making friends is a challenge. Learning is tough. He has a hard time controlling his emotions. Every step of progress entails endless patience and determination. Over which child do the parents lose sleep? Which one do they worry about? We are in the middle of hammering out the differences between the righteous person and the Benini. The righteous person has no animalistic impulses. It may be that he used to have them, but by now he has destroyed them. The war is over. Now he only deals with goodness, holiness, and positive things. Contrast this with the Benini. His animal soul constantly challenges and distracts him. Although the Benini doesn't allow himself to be thrown off and he wins every struggle, it's an incredibly difficult existence. But the Benini accomplishes something uniquely powerful through his struggles that even a righteous person can't achieve. The prophet Malachi said, Look and see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. At first glance, this verse seems repetitive. Isn't the righteous person one who serves God and the wicked person one who does not serve him? Nope. The Alter Rebbe explains that this verse isn't repetitive at all. There are two different comparisons being made here. The first one is the comparison between a righteous person and a wicked person. The second comparison is between two kinds of Bainanese. The difference between the righteous person and the wicked person is apparent. We've already studied in depth the difference in their souls and the way that it manifests in their behavior. But now we are going to find out that there are even two kinds of Bainanese. The first one is a Bainanese who serves God. The word serves is written in present tense. At this very moment, he is engaged in an active battle to do the right things. He knows he will never be free of his struggles, and yet he perseveres and he ensures that whatever he can control, his thoughts, the words he says, his actions, he will. Contrast this to the righteous person. He is called a servant of God. It's a job description, the same way we call somebody wise or a king. They've already achieved the position. He is a servant of God because he no longer struggles. He has won his internal battles, and he deals exclusively with spiritual growth. But you know what he's missing? He lacks the opportunity to show God at every single moment of the day that he is actively choosing him over everything else that is available out there. He only has good desires, and he works only with pure and holy objects. This bandy demonstrates his commitment all the time, and it's uniquely precious to God. In Hebrew, the word for one who serves is oved, and it's related to the Hebrew word ibud, which means to process, to clarify, or to refine. This word ibud is used in the context of processing the hides of animals when the fatty, malodorous pieces of skin are scrubbed, cleaned, and transformed into parchment. This parchment can then be inscribed with the holy verses of Shema and used for tefillin or mezuzot, or can be used to write an entire Torah scroll. This, in essence, is the job of the Benini. He isn't disconnected from the real physical aspects of this world. He has the same needs and desires as everyone else, but he manages to transform those desires from merely physical cravings into holy, meaningful experiences. There's a second kind of Benini, a Benini who does not serve God. Despite its uncomplimentary sounding name, this does not refer to a wicked person. It actually refers to a Benini. This Benini is a naturally good-natured person. By disposition, he isn't attracted to evil. Or perhaps he used to be attracted to these kinds of things, but he has long overcome those desires and they no longer speak to him.
And in such a person receives the appellation, one who does not serve God. Why? Isn't this the best case scenario? Someone who is naturally good and isn't interested in negative things? But actually, that's exactly his problem. Such a person doesn't battle with his impulses. He naturally desires to serve God. He studies Torah because he enjoys learning. And he's a cold and unexcited person in general, and therefore he doesn't get passionate about physical things. He never struggles. His relationship with God isn't the result of his own efforts. It's inborn. There's nothing unique about that. Such a person doesn't feel the need to sit and meditate and consciously work to awaken feelings of passion and excitement for God. The natural love found in his heart, which is actually found in the heart of every Jew, is enough to keep him learning and behaving properly. He won't go on to develop a deep, passionate, intense, personal relationship with God. He's good as he is. You may have thought that this is a very spiritual person, definitely greater than the Bainani who constantly battles his inclination. But no, the opposite is true. What a fundamental flip in perspective. Any character trait that a person possesses, even a positive one, if he does not challenge himself to grow and improve, is considered one who does not serve God. Remember those two brothers mentioned above? Maybe the parents are worrying about the wrong child. The first one might be in the unhealthy spot. He can fall into the trap of complacency. His lack of drive may lead him to become one who doesn't serve. He doesn't extend effort. He doesn't try. He doesn't grow. He doesn't go on to develop a personal, meaningful relationship with God. The second son, on the other hand, constantly pushes himself. His efforts deserve recognition, and he receives the glowing title of he who serves God. Now we're all worried about the good kids. What should we do about them? Is there a way for a good-natured, well-behaved person to become one who serves God? Of course. Such a person also needs to go beyond his nature and extend himself beyond his comfort zone. And we'll discuss this idea in depth tomorrow. In conclusion, we were born to work. Any negativity we encounter in life, whether internal or external, is a challenge intended for us to improve. The enemy of better isn't bad, but rather it's good enough, because good enough keeps us placated and prevents us from striving for better. The positive character traits that we naturally possess aren't gifts. We are meant to develop them too. Push yourself to strive higher and achieve more. Never be complacent. Have a wonderful day.